Hi stars, today we're gonna to be doing a presentation. Well, I'm gonna be doing a presentation for you. And I'm gonna be talking to you about investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist or a cluster B personality when you're building a support base. So this is what I'm gonna be talking to you about today. And I certainly hope you thumbs up and also share this video, okay? So please check the description box below for further details to today's video. Don't forget to click the notification bell if you are a current star. And on that note, mwah, thank you guys and gals so much for your subscription. And if you have decided to become a star family member, welcome to Luminous Star Channel. And please don't forget to select the notification bell. By clicking the notification bell, you'll be alerted when I go on live because I certainly wouldn't want you to miss that. And I wouldn't want you to miss the videos or the vlogs. So don't forget to click on the notification bell. Okay, so investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist or close B personality while you're also working a support base. Topics of discussion, the pillar of salt effect, focusing on your past while working your support base. Topic number two, beware. Dysfunctional families can be familiar in a toxic way. Topic number three, realizing the purpose of your support base is vital to effectively working it. Okay, so the last and final topic of discussion are going to be the tools, references, and resources of what you can find in the description box below. All right, so here we go. All right, so the pillar of salt effect. So a lot of us have heard the story of Lot's wife in the Bible who turned around when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, right? She turned around and she was forewarned by Lot to not turn around. She was forewarned, if I'm not mistaken, also by God that she was not to turn around and watch the destruction or see the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, this particular story in the Bible has been interpreted in many ways. So you can take a lot of messages from that biblical story. However, I chose to use that particular uh, story in the Bible to make my point in today's video, or one of my points in today's video. So this is not to try to uh, recruit or to convert anyone to a particular religion. All right, so I really want to make that clear. Lot's wife, according to the biblical story, when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed, she and Lot, her husband, so Lot's wife was forewarned not to turn around when Sodom and Gomorrah was being destroyed. So Lot's wife, according to the biblical story, she turned around and she turned into a pillar of salt as a result of turning around and seeing the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, again, a lot of people can interpret that story in many different ways, okay? So what I get from that story is that when we focus on our past, especially when it's very painful, then we can become stagnant, like that pillar of salt. We are not able to move forward. We're stuck there. We're looking at the past and we're in the sunken place. So when Lot's wife turned around to view the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, she was longing for uh, family members who were still there in Sodom and Gomorrah and who chose to stay behind. Lot's wife was still desiring certain people as well as certain things of her past. She was nostalgic. 
So she got caught she up. She longed for some of the good old days or the good times that she had in Sodom and Gomorrah. She continued to long for that. So she continued, again, from a state of nostalgia or in the spirit of nostalgia, she longed for her past. And she was being called to leave her past behind. So when we focus on our support base and we're working it, yet we're also invested in a dysfunctional family headed by the narcissist or close personality, in my view, we're somewhat like Lot's wife. In my view, when individuals are working a support base to thrive forward, right? Yet they're also invested in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist or a cluster personality, then they're somewhat like Lot's wife who is continuing to look at the past while seemingly being called to thrive forward. They're attempting to move forward while looking back and reaching back for a past that they're being called to thrive forward from. Sometimes we're gonna have family members who will choose to stay behind or choose to invest in a dysfunctional family while we're growing, we're outgrowing the dysfunctional family. So it's pretty tough to focus on working our support base right now. Now I've made this mistake. This is why I did this video. I've made this mistake. Trying to work my support base in my present life, still longing for a past that I wish I can get right. Longing for a past I wish I can change, okay? However, I learned and I realized that I could not change particular people. I could not change the past. It was what it was, and it is what it is. Certain aspects of an unresolved past do not belong in my present life. This is what I've learned. So again, I wanted to do this video and share this with you because I know some of you are going through that right now. You're working a support base, yet you're still invested in a cluster personality and or narcissist in an emotional way. And maybe sometimes you're nostalgic. You do wish for the good old days. Sometimes you do wish that some of those good times would come back, right? But to no avail. So just like Lot's wife, who chose to look in the past while being called to thrive forward, she turned into a pillar of salt. And sometimes this is what we can experience when we're working our support base, yet we're still invested in a dysfunctional family or in a dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and or close personalities that we love and care about. Investing in a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist while building a support base. All right, topics of discussion. First point, during the reenactment of an unresolved past, narcissists and or cluster personality types often are far removed from fully engaging in any of his or her present relationships with others. Those who are emotionally invested in a dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and or cluster personalities usually are unaware of being manipulated by them to play a dysfunctional role while co-signing shenanigans and and diabolical tactics for narcissistic supply. Okay, so sometimes we are unaware that narcissists and cluster personalities are influencing us or manipulating us into co-signing shenanigans that they pull. Sometimes we co-sign the diabolical tactics 
that they are attempting for narcissistic supply, right? Or that they're fully engaged in. The diabolical tactics can be the smear campaigning. It can also be the gaslight techniques, okay? And some of the shenanigans that they pull can be being deceptive and manipulative. Also, character assassinating others in order to get the narcissistic supply. So when we are being influenced or manipulated by them to play a dysfunctional role, that's what it looks like. We're also co-signing. In other words, we're going along with. We may not be engaged in the diabolical tactics. We may not be actually pulling the shenanigans. However, we're co-signing. It's like we're saying, hey, it's okay. Go ahead. Pull those shenanigans. Okay? Go ahead and dive on in to those diabolical tactics. Right? <laughs> this is like what we're saying. When dysfunctional family members have a cluster personality or a narcissistic personality, they're going to fit this description all day long. They're going to manipulate or emotionally manipulate you into playing a dysfunctional role. The dysfunctional role can be that of an enabler. Okay, in other words, you're co-signing the shenanigans. You're co-signing the diabolical tactics for narcissist supply. Now, how does a person become an enabler? Well, they simply don't challenge the narcissist or cluster personality. They don't threaten or challenge their false self-images. Now, I'm not suggesting to go after them and be confrontational. No. What I'm saying is when a person is not challenging or being a threat to the false self-images of narcissists or cluster personalities, they are in a sense, being an enabler. Simply because they're choosing to continue to engage, if not invest, emotionally in the dysfunctional relationship with narcissists and of course, personality family members. Okay, so they're having an active relationship with him or her. They're not aware of how they are being manipulated to play dysfunctional roles. So when a narcissist or a personality is reenacting unresolved past issues, they're not even fully engaged in the current relationship. Even if it's a family member, they're not currently engaged. How does that look? Well, when you go to him or her and you confide in them about something that you may be going through, they don't, they're not listening. They're so far removed from what you're going through. They're not even supportive. They're more interested. The cluster personality or narcissistic family member they're more interested in controlling you rather than supporting you in your shine, in your star power as you thrive forward, as you're growing or evolving into your better self. Okay, you're growing. You're outgrowing the relationship. You're outgrowing the dysfunction. And more than likely, these particular family members who have narcissistic personalities or cluster personalities, they see that. They notice it. So they prefer for you to be downtrodden instead of being uplifting, supporting you, okay? And you, they don't want you to be thriving forward. They don't want you to grow. They don't want you to leave the relationship. That is very toxic because they don't get to be in control if you do. It's the reality that smacks them upside the head and say, hey, you're not in control of this person. They're growing, they're outgrowing you, or they're growing, you know, past you or whatever. So the narcissist and cluster personality's false self-image or their images or their false self-images are threatened. It's a challenge. Your overall growth and well-being 
and thriving forward is a challenge. It's a threat to the false self-images of narcissists and of course personality family members. Okay, so it's very hard to see how you're being manipulated sometimes into playing dysfunctional roles. Since we're talking about dysfunctional families who have narcissists or cluster personalities, we are talking about the possibility of being nostalgic from time to time. This also can keep a person in the sunken place. This also can keep them blind from seeing how they're being manipulated or if not uh, emotionally uh, bullied into playing dysfunctional roles. The cluster personality and or narcissist is out for self. So if this is a family member or a dysfunctional family that you're in, yes, there are going to be times that you're going to feel nostalgic. You're going to want those uh, times that you felt happy with him or her. Maybe it was at a cookout that you had when you were a little girl or a little boy. So there were times that when you were a little boy or a little girl growing up with certain family members, you used to have a good time. You long for that. That's natural. Okay? So, however, when we have to face reality and take off the rose-colored glasses, those days are gone. So now you have a cluster B personality family member or a narcissistic family member who is trying to manipulate you into playing a dysfunctional role so they can continue to thrive. Their false self-image can continue to thrive at your expense. This is the reality. This is what the reality is to deal with now. And it's very, very tough to stay focused on that when a person is filled with nostalgia, okay? And they're looking at their past and they're longing for it, okay? And maybe there could be a heartbreak over family members who are uh, narcissistic or cluster personalities. And you're trying to work your support base right now. And you may be disheartened because they're not a part of your support base. They're not supporting you and thriving forward. So you may be filled with nostalgia and like Lot's wife, you're looking to your past and you're longing for something that just ain't going to be. Let's move forward. Next point. As one works his or her support base, they also place a lot of time, energy, and finances into supplying the narcissist and or cluster personality in his or her life. Less time, energy, and effort will be used to focus on healing, growing, and thriving forward past narcissistic abuse. As one continues to look back at a past where the narcissist and or cluster personality exists, he or she might be like one who turns into a pillar of salt, therefore possibly becoming stagnant within the sunken place. Okay, been there, done that myself. When a person is longing and they desire for certain family members who have a cluster personality or a narcissistic personality to change and join them and thrive forward and heal and, you know, just have positive relationships with him or her. See, this is natural because now we're talking about family. Of course, you want to continue for a lifetime to have a positive relationship with family. Of course, this is natural. However, when you find that this is not possible, a person can be filled with grief. A person can be sad. They can even be angry. They can be filled with nostalgia as they look back on their past, wishing to fix it. And this is just not something that we can do. So just like Lot's wife, 
who turned around and looked at Sodom and Gomorrah as it was being destroyed, sometimes this is how we are when we're currently working a support base. We're thriving forward. We're being called to thrive forward. Yet we still long for a very painful, unresolved past that we cannot change. So this is where the narcissist and the close personality who are family members come in. They keep pulling you back. Sometimes they pull you down like a stronghold into that deep, dark pit of a sunken place. And you're sad. You're angry. Yet you're still trying to work that support base. You're being called to thrive forward. I've been there. It's a very, very uncomfortable position to be in. The narcissist and the cluster personality family members, they want you to stay in that position. Why? Because as long as you're not thriving forward, fulfilling the purpose of why you're here on the planet, they can continue to thrive forward off of your expense. That some of you may say, that was pretty harsh what you just said, but just think about it. Why do you think every time something great happens for you, something good happens, you share it with certain family members who have a cluster personality or a narcissistic personality, why they don't like it? They're not supporting you. They're not cheering you on. Just think about it. Well, that's why. Because they, they see, see your star, star power. power. They see your shine and possibly want to do away with it because there cannot be two superstars. There cannot be two luminous stars in the family. The narcissist and the cluster personality, they will not support your overall well-being and your efforts to thrive forward. You are a luminous star, okay? Never forget that. The narcissist and cluster personality, they're going to try to diminish your shine because in the eyes of the narcissist and cluster personality, no one is to outshine him or her, ever. From time to time, the narcissist but a closely personality family member, they may set things into motion. This is called sabotage. To make sure that you stay within the sunken place. That you don't rise up out of the sunken place. They're like a stronghold that pulls you down into that deep dark pit where you can probably never find your way out. Or maybe eventually you find your way out, but it's a long time before you do. The narcissist and the closely personality they want to keep you in a sunken place, okay? So this is something to keep in mind. This is not to demonize anyone. This is not to put anyone down. This is not to suggest to look at family members in such a way. No, this is simply to encourage you to take off those rose-colored glasses and not be like Lot's wife being full of nostalgia to the point where you're turning back to your past and you're focusing on it rather than focusing on your present moment where you are being called to thrive forward. So you have your support base. Work your support base. Instead of trying to work the dysfunctional family whereas you're comfortable in it. There are several reasons why many of us go through that experience of becoming so uncomfortable within our dysfunctional families that we realize we are being called to thrive forward. We're outgrowing the dysfunctional family. This is why we're often very uncomfortable in it. 
Okay, so the cluster personality and the narcissist, again, sometimes they set things into motion, whereas it is very difficult for us to come up out that sunken place. Okay, let's move forward. Dysfunctional families can be a very painful memory for most. However, one can be sure that how his or her dysfunctional family operates is based upon how the narcissistic parents chooses to head it. Tool number one, take steps to discontinue focusing on the dysfunctional family with narcissistic parents and or family members who do not support you in your efforts to heal, grow, and thrive forward. You might come to realize how difficult it can be to work your support base while emotionally investing in narcissistic parents and a dysfunctional family that works to sabotage your efforts to maintain your overall well-being. Okay, so we pretty much went through this, but I'm going to reiterate and let you know that whenever you're faced with the reality, and I'm speaking from experience here, whenever you're faced with the reality that you have a dysfunctional family that is not supporting you in your efforts to grow, to heal, to be your better self, to thrive forward, to live your life to the full, when you are faced with that reality, then you're going to have a very tough decision to make whether or not you're going to stick with your support base or not. Because this is going to be a major conflict of interest. You have two opposing forces tugging at you. Your dysfunctional family, headed by a narcissist or a plus B personality, and your support base, filled with people who have more than likely demonstrated that they are trustworthy. And they do have your back. They're supporting you. In your efforts to thrive forward they're encouraging you to do so so don't be surprised that you will naturally feel torn at times okay and sometimes you may be like Lot's wife and you have chosen to continue to focus on the past as you work your support base thinking that things are going to balance out that way been there done that too however as I stated before more than likely, if you are facing this type of dilemma, my heart goes, first of all, my heart goes out to you. I've been there, done that. And I know how wrenching and, you know, and gut-wrenching it could be and how disheartening it could be. First of all, know that this is something to be expected eventually. Secondly, 
Take steps to build your confidence in being your best problem solver, not your only problem solver, your best one. What does that look like? You are seeking wise counsel. The key word is wise. So you have your support base. More than likely you have some wise counsel right there. You may have already been pulled to the side by some in your support base who know that you may live with cluster personality types and narcissistic types. They may be aware of it. I'm going to get to that in a minute because there's a way to work your support base really to benefit you. But I just want you to know those couple of things that don't beat yourself up. I mean, really, don't beat yourself up when you start to feel nostalgic and you want the best for your family and you want them to grow with you. This is natural. This is why sometimes we are like that pillar of salt. We, we're stuck. We're in the sunken place. We're stagnant because we're focusing on the past that we wish was better. And some of the people in it or from our past, we wish that we were okay with each other. Yet the reality shows us that that's not the case. So we can't control that. We can't control them. We cannot change them. We cannot change that. Yet we can work our support base and thrive forward. That we can control. That we can change. Sometimes it's best just to let go. I say, okay, I love my family. However, the toxicity is through the roof. The toxicity is just overwhelming. I have got to come up out the sunken place. Sometimes you have to tell yourself that. Becoming your best problem solver by seeking wise counsel from others who are also problem solvers. Okay, so you have a team of problem solvers, yet you're the best one because you are team you. You want the best for yourself. And unfortunately, sometimes some of us, we face the reality that our families are not having our backs on that. They don't have our best interests, especially when you have cluster personality and narcissists in your family. You're going to run into this. This is not your fault. Okay, let's move forward. Next tool. Value your support base. Do not give up your support base. Your support base is designed to encourage you to focus on thriving forward. Healing, growing, and maintaining your overall well-being. Be open to receiving additional support from friends and or family who demonstrate trustworthiness and a deep understanding of your plight. If you have sought support from your immediate dysfunctional family to no avail, remember that you are not obligated to continue to seek support where there isn't any. Okay, so if you've already been there, done that, where is it? pertains to your dysfunctional family, you know, you've already reached and reached and reached and you, you're there, you're trying to do everything to make sure that your dysfunctional family and you are on the same page, of course in a positive way, but the key word is dysfunctional. So that means that they're not going to be on the same page as you if you're working a support base and they're not working a support base, they're not going to counseling. You see, there's a conflict of interest right there. So if you're, bit, if you're the one that's been reaching and you know, trying to rally everybody up and trying to get everyone to see your vision or share your vision of having a uh, family that is loving, caring, supportive, balanced, and everybody growing together, then that right there is a clue that you may have to let 
some people go. You may have to say goodbye to some family, okay, and, and loved ones. It's okay. A lot of us have gone through this. So if you're the one who has sought support from your uh, immediate dysfunctional family to no avail, yes, remember that you are now not obligated to continue to seek support where there isn't any. Because to do so is to be stagnant, is to be like a pillar of salt looking to the past that you cannot change, full of people that you cannot control or change. While you have a support base right there, full of opportunity to help you thrive forward. So I wanna encourage everyone watching and listening to take something away from the biblical story of Lot's wife. Because a lot of people can interpret that particular story many ways. I wanna encourage you to take something positive away from that story. Okay, let's move forward. Practice mindfulness as you work your support base, now might be the time to realize that you are outgrowing dysfunctional relationships. Take steps to becoming accustomed to letting go of who and or what does not align with your purpose. You cannot control and change your dysfunctional family. However, you are able to control and change yourself. Give yourself permission to navigate your support base with purpose. You have more support in your efforts to grow, heal, and thrive forward than you realize. And of course, here on the Luminous Star Channel, you have support. Okay? You are part of the Star family, or at least I think you are, right? <laughs> well, you have more support than you realize. Sometimes when we're focused on uh, dysfunctional families, it's hard to continue to have that vision of thriving forward and seeing the potential that our support base has for us. For instance, once you start to talk about to someone who's trusted in your support base, when you start to talk about some of the things that you're feeling, you're expressing what you are experiencing in your dysfunctional family, there are people who are listening to you. It may not seem like it. There are people who are listening. So they can offer you some advice that can help you to change your circumstances or your situation. However, if you choose to suffer in silence because you want to be loyal to your dysfunctional family headed by the narcissist, then you're not working your support base in a way that can be very beneficial to you. You're missing out on opportunities that your support base has for you because you cannot see what the opportunities are. You're focused on your dysfunctional family because like Lot's wife, you're still focused on the past that you cannot change, full of people that you cannot control or change. Your dysfunctional family is not supporting you, but you have a support base that is supporting you. So work your support base to your advantage. See the opportunities that your support base has for you. When you start to express what you have experienced due to having a narcissist in your family, there is more than likely someone in your support base who's trustworthy, that can give you some advice, that can help you to uh, change your circumstances or your situation. But you will never know that until you know what your support base really is designed to do for you and what it's supposed to do for you. The purpose of your support base is very important. Your dysfunctional family is a particular group 
that is not supportive. So it is not a support base. Your support base is your support base. So I want to encourage everyone today or tonight to start looking at your support base in a new way. Start looking at your support base and how it can really benefit you. It's way beyond your just going to someone's office and talking about how you feel. Your support base is designed to provide so much more for you. A good, strong support base also has lots of resources. Okay, so just like on this channel, we're going to get to the resources and references in a minute. But I just wanted to mention that. That's another thing to look out for in a support base. Is it full of resources that are very effective and useful to you? In other words, are you just going to somebody's office and talking about certain things? That's good too. But are you also learning about the resources that are available to you in your community, in your state, you know, online? Uh, a, a very good support base is designed with a lot of great tools and resources. And on that note, let's get on with the resources. But first, let's get to the critical questions, okay? <laughs> All right, critical question number one. What are your priorities, values, aspirations, and standards? Does a dysfunctional family with narcissists and orchestral personalities fit into those? Second critical question. At this moment, who do you honor? How do you honor them? And why? This was a big one for me years ago. Opened up my eyes though, and it was a real game changer. At this moment, who do you honor? Because the people we honor, believe it or not, shape how our lives unfold. If you honor a person who is honorable, if you honor a person who is trustworthy, if you honor a person who supports you in your efforts to thrive forward, then more than likely, that's going to influence some of the decisions you make in life that will shape your life. For instance, you care about how this person views you because they're honorable. They've shown themselves to be trustworthy. They support you in your efforts to be your best. You love this person, you care for them and your love and care is being reciprocated by this person. You honor this person. How do you honor them? You express this by maybe talking to them about some of your deepest, darkest moments. You're vulnerable with this person. You're not afraid to share your aspirations, your goals with this person. You're not afraid to talk to them about it because again, they're a person who's honorable so I want to encourage everyone to really study this particular question, really ponder this question. At this moment, who do you honor? And I certainly hope you put your name first <laughs> on that list, okay? So the other individuals that you honor and how you honor them and why you do is very much the game changer once you realize it. Have you ever heard anyone say, that they had a very tough decision to make, but then they sought wise counsel from a trusted friend. Well, this is what this question is talking about. When you hear people express that, 
what they're telling you is that they honor that person. So they care about that person's input when it affects their lives. They can be getting ready to get married. They will go to that trusted person who's honorable and seek some wise counsel. That's why critical question number two, I think, is the highlightable question. Changed my life once I started to answer this question. Critical question number three. How do you feel when you leave your support and go to engage with dysfunctional family headed by narcissist and narcissistic personality? What are your thoughts? How do you propose to support yourself in all of that? Very loaded question, that last one. But I still vote the highlightable question to be question number two. So how do you feel when you leave your support base, when you leave your counselor's office and you go into the household of a dysfunctional family headed by a narcissist or custody personality? How do you feel? What sort of thoughts run through your mind? And I bet you it's quite different. I bet you it's quite different. So your thoughts and how you feel when you're working your support base, when you're actually in that environment around people, you know, it may be a support group, it may be your counselor, your therapist, you feel probably a little bit more supported. So your feelings and or thoughts when you're actually in the environment of your support base is probably quite different from when you're actually in the household of dysfunctional families headed by narcissists and custody personalities. So I had a few epiphanies about this one, this third critical question. And one of those epiphanies was, actually it was in the form of a question. Why am I putting myself through this? Why do I continue to go to my support base and work it, and yet I go back into an environment that is hostile? Why do I do that to myself? That was my epiphany in the form of a question. So I want to really invite all of you to ponder that today or tonight. I think this, you know, all of these critical questions, um, I think are very good, but I still highlight the second one. Because when we look at who we honor and how we honor them and why we honor them, it places certain things into clear perspective, such as how do we tend to do life? How do, we do, how do we go about it? What do we do? Do we have integrity? In other words, do we still do the right thing when nobody's looking? That's what that set, second critical question is about as well. Because if you have people in your support base that you honor, you care about, and of course you being the head of that, then it's going to help you to make better decisions. You're going to have more integrity. You're going to be more of a leader because you seek wise counsel. You're not your only problem solver. You're your best problem solver. Second critical question again is the highlightable one. Now let's move on to those references and resources. Okay, so you can find these references and resources in the description box below. Now there are those last three links. One is to find a counselor in your area, should you need to do that. One is Codependence Anonymous, okay? And the other one is how to expand your social life and your support base. 
So I certainly hope that these references and resources turn out to be very much the game changer for you. Please leave your comments below if you already are familiar with some of those resources and references and let us know how things are going for you. Or email me, luminousstar at gmail.com and let me know how things are going for you. I love it when you guys and gals reach out to me and let me know what's going on with you. I think that takes bravery, courage, and a lot of love for yourself to thrive forward. So this is something I absolutely advocate. And I want to leave you all with this. Whatever's going on with you right now, continue to tell your story. Write the epilogue to your story rather than telling the story that the narcissist has sold you because it's fabricated. That's not who you are. I want to encourage my stars especially to continue to share your stories because you never know who's going to resonate with your stories. When they resonate with your stories like I do, right? You're inspiring us to thrive forward. We're all thriving forward together. You're motivating them to continue to focus and thrive forward by working their support base. So on Luminous Star, I want to go ahead and encourage all of my stars to continue to do that. Now having said all that, I'm Luminous Star. Thank you for joining me today or tonight. And wherever you may be right now, I wish you the very best love possible. Stay tuned for more vlogs. Stay tuned for more videos. 